When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back for another Auburn Live football show. I am Justin Hokinson, Cole Pinkston joining me as always. Cole, what's up, dude? What is up, man? Everything, everything. Hey, before we get going, quick shout-out to our main sponsor, Session Cocktail in downtown Auburn. They're located right there on Magnolia Avenue right next to Taco Mama. Go check them out, Session Cocktail. Awesome atmosphere. They have bar seating and booth seating. They have some couches. There's no stand-up seating. It's not a traditional college bar like that. It's a it's an awesome cocktail lounge. They make great drink, drinks. So go check them out, Hunter Joe and and, uh, and Avery and all the good people. They make a great old fashioned. They have happy hours four to six. Um, they do uh, they do cocktail for a calls every month. So go check that out and see what the special cocktail is. And it supports a charity every month. That changes every month. So go check them out. Session cocktail in downtown Auburn. All right, Cole, let's talk about kickers. No, I'm sorry. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Big news, um, Peyton Thorne is named the starter. Not to anybody's surprise, but, you know, what? it's official. Um, gut reaction, first reaction, Peyton Thorne officially named the starting quarterback for Auburn heading into UMass. Uh, I think on our last show uh, we talked about the timing of, of when they make the call on who it is. No matter who it is, this is the timing I think is important. Um, and, and Hugh Freeze pointed that out today in the press conference too. He's like, look, it's time. Time to make a call on this. It's time to put somebody with the ones and, and leave them there. It's time to get that going. And I, I think the longer it dragged on, I just don't see that as a benefit personally. I think it needed to be – uh, you know, said and done for the most part. Obviously, it's still a competition, but somebody needed to be the first team guy. And uh, I'm glad he went ahead and did it. Uh, on you know, right now, could have been sooner too. Either way, I think it's fine. Um, so I'm, I'm glad they went they went ahead and did it. I think it's good for the offense moving forward. And of course, you know, uh, I've been saying my pick's been Peyton Thorne since he was announced to transfer from Michigan State. So there it is. Yeah, I think everybody thought Thorne would be the guy. Um, I think it was just a matter of when. We heard a little bit about Robbie Ashford improving. We heard a little bit about Holden Gardner improving. And so you wondered what that gap looked like. But Thorne was never not the guy. Um, and Hugh Freeze confirmed that on Thursday, saying Thorne was the guy. What he saw on Saturday um, and, and, and why he went ahead and wanted to make this decision was he said on Thursday, I thought it was interesting, he, he said – he thought Peyton Thorne pressed a little bit in Saturday's scrimmage, just tried to make too many plays. That's what resulted in Freeze on Saturday saying, I thought I had a pretty good idea. I thought my mind was made up, but now I need to rethink some things because Peyton Thorne pressed, pressed a little bit and Robbie played well Saturday, which is what I said Saturday. I came back on the board and I said, hey, Robbie's the guy pushing Peyton Thorne, not holding Gardner right now. Um, but he was just disappointed that, that Peyton Thorne pressed a little bit on Saturday. And so part of making the decision now is he wanted to relieve Peyton Thorne of that pressure. You know, like, you're the guy. Stop pressing. Go back to doing what you were doing in the first few days of fall camp, first week of fall camp. Um, and so naming, pre- naming Peyton Thorne the starter 
was, uh, was I think important. A couple of things stand out to me. One, the amount of times he frees and Philip Montgomery talk about his understanding of the offense, um, his quick decision making and his leadership abilities. That's talked about more than anything about his, his skill set. Um, I think when you hear them talk about understanding, I think, I think Philip Montgomery said it the other day and it caught my eye. He said his, the rate of him understanding is, is impressive basically. And that was. The quote that stood out and talking about the rate of him picking things up is, is, is nice. They're, they're happy with it. So I think that, I think his dedication to, to the film room, being a coach's son, like all of those things are, um, make Peyton Thorne a better, a, a really good football player. And they make him the best choice because he's going to be the, he's the most reliable choice in the understanding. He's played a lot of football and from watching him out there, he throws a good ball and he's got enough mobility to make things happen in the RPO game. So, I think all of that, he's got the best combination of skill set, leadership, understanding, quick decision-making, experience. He's by far, he's got the best combination of that. Uh, Gerner might throw the best ball for whatever that's worth. Robbie's the best athlete, but the best combination of everything it takes is Peyton Thorne far and away. I think the other interesting thing is he's the starter going into UMass. Um, but as I heard and, and Freeze kind of talked about it, that's that's all. He's the starter for UMass. Now, I I think we would assume he's he's you know he's in great a great spot to be the starter all year. It's it's not. It, I don't think the gap between Thorne and Ashford or Gurner is so close that like if Thorne, I don't think there's a short leash. But I think Freeze is just playing it the right way and saying he's the starter for the opener, and we're going to continue to evaluate the quarterback position. I fully expect Peyton Thorne to play fairly well to be the starter for UMass and Cal and Sanford and into the SEC play. Uh, I don't think you would get into, like, a decision on, is Peyton Thorne the right guy? I don't think that question would come up probably until conference play because I don't think those first three opponents are going to push Auburn or Peyton Thorne to the point where he plays really, really poorly. Like, he might not be amazing, but I don't think he'll play poorly. You get into A&M, Georgia – like then we'll then we'll see what it's all about, but um, but for now Peyton's the starter. The other thing that stood out is Freeze talking about Robbie Ashford. It said he'll always have a package, but he, Freeze said multiple times on Thursday if he handles the decision right, if the guys he mentioned the guys as a whole, if everybody handles it right, but he mentioned Robbie specifically a couple of times saying he's. Always going to have a role with us. He he adds value to us to our football team if he handles this decision right. And I thought that was just an interesting comment. I wanted to ask him, but I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to dig on that. But I think I think a, a question, a fair question, would have been, you know, when when you say that, if he handles it right, are you concerned about him handling it right? Is there concern on your end on whether or not he will handle this decision right? What otherwise, you know, otherwise, why would you say if? Is there yeah. some doubt that maybe he won't? And so I, I think agree. that's the big question with Robbie. And you saw on Thursday at some practice, Holden Gurner was taking reps with the twos during 11-on-11 work, um, which we got to witness a good bit of that. When they went 11-on-11 and they're thudding up, but they're running their stuff, Gurner was the second quarterback out. Ashford was the third quarterback out. And you put those two things together, and it, and it certainly you, – you, you have to ask the question, did Robbie handle this right? Did he handle the last couple of days well, or did he not handle it well? And, and that's why you see Gurner with the twos. I think that's a fair question to ask. 
Yeah, I, I thought the exact same thing, Justin, when he said if. I mean, he could have just said, you know, he could have just said Robbie Ashford is going to be great for us in this role and left it at that, but he didn't. He threw yeah. the if in there if he handles this right and he keeps working and does all that. And he, he pointed that out a bunch of times, not just about Robbie, but about both of them. Hey, they, you know, I hope that they get – and I think he was a little bit disappointed about the news getting out a little bit early, but maybe that's because – he he wanted you know he wanted them to find out a different way because he's worried about this kind of thing right about how they might well they it. found out no they found out the quarterbacks knew before we before any before well before we reported the quarterbacks knew oh, I yeah. think before right. it, everything got out the quarterbacks the quarterbacks knew from Hugh Freeze in his face you're not going to be the guy Peyton's going to be the guy yeah yeah. And they might have had an inkling all along anyway when he was brought in for Michigan State after throwing for 6,000 yards over there. Uh, you know, kind of unfortunate for, for Robbie. And, and, and some of the things – the reason I go back and grade these games is because I want to go back and say maybe he was not put in the right position right here. I want to add context to the numbers because I just hate when we just throw out numbers and, yeah. and there's no context. I don't, I don't, know, I don't operate that way, so I've got to know. Was he in a good position here? Was he in a bad position? Was he thrown, you know, was he left out to dry? How much did that happen? And I think he was a good bit, but I think a lot of it was just mistakes of his own. And then you go back to Peyton Thorne's film, and he makes mistakes here and there. He'll throw a pick, you know, he'll do something like that. He'll hold the ball too long. But he looks like a polished quarterback on film, and there's plenty of film to support that. So before anything before anybody took a snap, Peyton Thorne had an edge, and, and he ran with it, and he's done well with it. And now we know, you know, that's been the case the whole time. Yeah. Uh, real quick, as we keep this quarterback discussion going, quick shout-out to another sponsor, GameTime.co. GameTime.co, uh, awesome site for tickets and events and comedy shows and, and music and all that good stuff. GameTime.co. Um Use the code War Eagle. You get 20% off your first purchase. And if you find tickets, you buy tickets through GameTime.co. If you find tickets uh, somewhere else in the same section, same row, they'll give you back 110% of the difference there. So you have a little bit of a buffer there if you find tickets that are more that are cheaper than GameTime.co. So go check them out for last-minute ticket deals um, for all your sporting events and and, and uh, music and concerts and all that cool stuff, gametime.co. Go check them out. War Eagle, 20% off. Um, yeah, Cole, I think the context is important. I mean, you know, Peyton Thorne threw 24 picks at Michigan State. That's a lot. Um, it was a two-to-one ratio. Um, you know, that's, you want to be better than that. Um, but, man, it's a totally – you can't really judge. It's a completely different offense than Michigan State. Like, what, he's, what he did at Michigan State and what he's doing here are going to be two different things. The good thing that people, I don't think people realize is this is what Peyton Thorne did in high school is RPO. He grew up with RPO and this is what he did in in, in high school when he accounted for a hundred something touchdowns and just put up crazy numbers in high school. His his high school numbers were phenomenal. Um, And so this is what he did there. It's like he's never run this system before. So I think it's going back a little bit to his, to his roots a little bit. Um, so, yeah, so, so I mean, Peyton Thorne's the guy. Um, he's going to get the majority of the reps moving forward. If they weren't going to name anybody 
everybody, if this wouldn't have happened on Thursday, I was going to ask you, Freeze, the question, how do you balance wanting there to be competition with needing the number one guy to get the reps immediately? You know, you, you want to keep the fire going, but you also want to say, but I need a guy to go get all, all like most of the reps with the ones in practice because I need to be preparing them. When do I, you know, because as soon as you do that, right, the competition, it's not over, but you, 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 you know, you say you're one, you're two, you're three, and you risk a little bit of, uh, you know, let down from somebody or whatever it might be. Um, and so, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was, it was probably good timing to go ahead and do it. They, they scrimmage one more time on Saturday. That'll be the last scrimmage of fall camp and then classes start and then the kind of the in season schedule gets, um, gets going. I, I guess, I mean, to me, the kind of the, one of the questions now around Robbie is what is his role? Hugh Free says he's got a package. He's got a role for us. And I think that's true. I think, I think Auburn absolutely has a plan for him and they think they can, they think he can help them win, win football games. Um, what do you think it is? Is it short yardage? Is it red zone? Is it kind of the things we think or is it any time? Who knows? I mean, it could be, they could be there on their own 30 and first and 10 and there goes Robbie in there to run a play. But could it be scattered or do you think it's specific places on the field and specific roles? Like what exactly do you think his role is? Well, I would, um, I, I tell you what, I have been burned by the, the role or the package deal. I, I've been burned by that. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of that. I think you need one quarterback and one quarterback only. I just, I don't hey. know. Hey, all right. Cole, Cole had a great thought going, and 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 he just completely lost his train of thought. It wasn't that great. It I wasn't. love you, Cole. <laughs> Sorry about that. It wasn't that great, Zach. You didn't ruin anything. I I was just talking about how I do not like the two-quarterback system or the package deal, even though Hugh Freeze pointed it out today that that could be a thing with Robbie Ashford. I would like to think that he doesn't do it randomly like we've seen before. It would have to be like a short yardage or goal line package, in my opinion, Justin, to answer your question. I, yeah, I that's that not my sense. question. Is it random or not? Yeah. I hope not. It seemed random when we saw this last year, right, the whole Finley and Ashford thing. Like, TJ would have arguably, like, the best throw of the season, like a second and 26 or something like that, and then he gets pulled. It's like, that doesn't really seem to make any sense. So I love the idea of, you know, Robbie in a package in the goal line. I love that. I love it in third and one situations. But also, you know, what kind of message does that send? Because you name this guy your leader, and those are the most important downs of the game, you know, third and short and all of that. Like, what kind of message does that send? I don't know. It's a tricky situation. Uh, Zach Blackerby, by the way, welcome from Locked on Auburn. Shout out Locked on hey, Auburn. Guys. Zach Blackerby, um, hop it on. Um, AuburnLive.com. Auburn. On three forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. As the ESPN cited us today, AuburnLiveOn3.com. I was like, not it, guys. That's just how – But close. You not, but close. How hard is it? It's 2023. We can't just click – you can't see the URL. We're just guessing. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I was like, Chris Lowe, I was like, yeah, it's close, but not right, guys. How's um, you for breaking everything, by the way? Well, I mean, I don't know if I broke it, but I reported it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. You put it up. It's like, all right. I guess we can post this stuff now. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I reported yeah. it. I, I did. I thought I did my job. Um, 
Yeah, so we were Zach, we were talking about, you know, I think Peyton, I don't think anybody's surprised by the Peyton news. Just kind of, you know, we were we were curious maybe if what the gap was between Holden, Robbie, and Peyton. Um, and Hugh Freeze went ahead and made the decision to name him a starter, didn't want him to press and things like that, wanted him to try to settle in and thought he pressed a little bit too much last week. And um, are you – I would assume you're kind of with us. You're not – surprised by the by the news that Peyton Thorne's the starter, right? No, not surprised by the news. Am surprised at the timing. I thought it would come early next week after the scrimmage. Um but that's clearly that's clearly not what happened. I do wonder if that was his intentions. I do wonder if this got out a little bit more than he expected it to. And then once the reports came out there's only so much he could do. I, I don't know. It's impossible to know, but the only thing that surprises me is the timing. I thought I thought this would come next week. Yeah, that's fair. He was pretty perturbed. Um, he was pretty he was pretty bothered um, when uh, we started the press conference. First question is, "Hey, there's reports about Peyton Thorne. Is that the case?" And he's like, "Well, he's like, you know, you guys know more than me. Apparently, he said. Yeah. Uh, he said, I don't know. Only only like four people knew." But I'm interesting how that works. But so yeah, I clearly he didn't want. I think he told him. My guess is, listening to how he talked about Peyton Thorn pressing, I, I, I sort of think he wanted to tell him to relieve the pressure on Peyton a little bit, like like go go be the guy now. But mm-hmm. but he wasn't going to announce it maybe till after the scrimmage on Saturday because we weren't originally going to talk to Hugh Freeze on Saturday. That got changed Thursday morning before we. He reported anything, I think. And so I kind of wonder if maybe he was going to do it after the scrimmage Saturday because we're not going to see him again for a few days after that class to start. I don't know when we'll talk to him again. So I kind of sure. think he was going to do scrimmage and then go go out there after the scrimmage and say, you know, two scrimmages in, two weeks practice, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think, I think I've seen enough. I think Peyton Thorne's done, done a good job and he's going to be our guy. Um, but either way, it's out now. Sorry. Um but, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the intrigue is. I think Robbie – now it's like there's more intrigue, about, I think, about Robbie and what his role is than than, than Peyton. I don't, the only re- intrigue about Peyton, I guess, is what kind of leash he's on. We don't think he's on any kind of short leash, even though Hugh Freeze said, I'm going to continue to evaluate these guys, and, you know, he's just a starter. I can't guarantee he's the starter for all 12 games. But I think barring injury or Peyton Thorne going out there and just looking horribly – which I don't anticipate. Um, I feel like Peyton Thorne's in, in, in pretty good spot to be the starter for all 12 games. Do you think, do you guys think he's the one and then Robbie's the two and Holden's the three? Hoke, I saw your note in the corner message board about like the pecking order. Or is like Robbie, Robbie, and then Peyton's the starter and Holden's the backup. What do y'all think that looks like? Well, is it possible that the competition is now between Robbie and Holden for that second spot? I mean, maybe. I don't know if there's maybe a clear cut number two and a clear cut number three yet. I, I would think it would be Robbie Ashford just because you know what he's capable of, and you know he could be. I mean, I I call him Boomer Bust. I think he he's capable of huge plays, and then he's you know he has his moments when he's he struggles. So that's you know that's something that that. Hugh Freeze is, is obviously intrigued by is his ability to get those massive, explosive plays. So I, it just I think he's going to be number two personally. Robbie, yeah, I think it's I think it's Peyton Robbie Holden, which is yeah, and I don't know about everybody else. It's what we've been saying since the start of fall camp. 
Um, you know, you listen to how Hugh talks about Gurner specifically today, and he says, great passer of the football, which, you know, it only goes so far. Like, he, he, he has a great release, but he immediately follows that up by saying, still trying to absorb. Make you know misses you know make make some mistakes make some wrong reads. Talks about him being young, kind of says the things to me that are a soft way of saying he's not there yet. Like yeah, you know he's yeah. getting there, he's still absorbing that kind of stuff. But but got a bright future. So he said, but 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 he has a bright future. And so and then you listen to how he talks about Robbie. He's got a package. He adds value. He's maybe the most freakish athlete I've ever had at quarterback. Those kind of things. I think it's. Now, yeah, Holden took number two reps during 11-on-11 work today on, on Thursday. We're recording this. Um, he took he was the second quarterback out there during 11-on-11. Now, does that mean he's the number two quarterback? Or does that mean potentially that Robbie didn't take the news well that Peyton's the starter? Because the other thing Freeze talked about was Robbie's got value if he handles things well. And Robbie can do well if he handles this well. I mean, Hugh said that multiple times. Um, what do you, what do y'all think that means? There. I mean, he said it twice. Uh, what, what, what does I that think mean? He goes, I think you I think go it, back to what Hugh Freeze said in the spring. where he, cha- he I mean, he was very transparent. I'm ch- I challenged yeah. Robbie Ashford to be a better leader. I've challenged Robbie Ashford to, to do these things from a leadership standpoint, to be a better team. I've challenged him. Like, he openly talked about challenging Robbie Ashford, and I think that's – I think this – stuff is is related i think robbie's a spirited and emotional guy that can go both ways and when you have this kind of news it could go both ways if you're robbie and i think that's what he was alluding to like if he handles it the right way if he doesn't pout if he doesn't think he got robbed from the job if whatever you might think if you lose the job i i think that's what he's talking about now how did robbie handle it internally i'm not exactly sure but when you watch holden go out there with the number two guys or with the with the number two quarterback on Thursday, the day the day that the quarterback decisions announced and all this stuff, it certainly makes you wonder: Did Robbie handle this well, and why is holding the second guy out there and not Robbie? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's it's. Uh, I said this before you jumped on, Zach. He yeah. could have just said, you know, Robbie's got a package with us and he's going to be he's going to be great for us. But he didn't. He had to throw in the if, and I thought that was interesting. Right when I heard it, it, it kind of triggered my ear, and I was like, okay, so if he handles it well. I, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know necessarily what it means. I think it just means something. I think, I think it obviously means something. Guys, I think it means he wasn't talking to us. I think he was yeah. talking to Robbie when he said yeah. it. I think that's what it means. I think I think Robbie and Holden. I think both of them. I think he's, he, he wants yeah. both of them to be, you know, to act like nothing happened today and, and go in there and still act like you're trying to take that number one job. And, and yeah. that is, boy, is it hard to do with guys these days because, of course, the, the easy thing to do is go hit the portal and go find a place where you can be the starter. And he pointed that out, too. He's like, 
I think somebody even asked the question, do you think any of those guys are going to go to the portal? I'm not sure how he would know that right now, but, you know, uh, that's that's the easy thing these days, and he he's challenging them not to take the easy road and to keep working, and it'll pay off for you. Yeah. It's tougher for Robbie to leave, obviously, because he's already transferred. And some people said he graduates in the spring. Some people said he graduates next summer. So I, I don't know on that. Holden, of course, could leave in December very easily. But yeah. I um I hope he doesn't. I think he could be a really good quarterback here eventually. But mm-hmm. the, the thing I think is most refreshing about this, just from an Auburn standpoint, is, you know, Hope, just a second ago, you mentioned, like, too high or too low with Robbie. Well, that's kind of been a theme for Auburn quarterbacks for the last half decade. I mean – it, it, it yeah. seems like that was a thing last year. It seems like that was kind of the one of the bigger things, you know, of the Bo Nix critics we constantly bring up. And I think with what we've heard out of Peyton throughout fall camp, in fact, it was after the third practice uh, I was talking to somebody, and I'm like, okay, give me an update on the quarterback situation. And they said the thing that stood out to them most about Peyton was his demeanor never changes, right? Mm-hmm. When he would do something good, He'd go back to the huddle and observe why did that work. And then when he would mess up, he'd go back to the huddle and observe why did that not work. And and I think that's really what kind of won over a lot of the locker room based on talking to different folks. And that's something we haven't seen in a starting quarterback since, I guess, Stidham. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong on that, but but it's been a minute. It's been, been arguably too long. Well, I, I had the, I and mean, I'll, I'll say like I, I was fortunate enough to host one of the on to victory podcasts, but I was fortunate enough to host the one with Peyton Thorne, and we had him on as a guest, and so I, that's the first time I had spoken with him at length, and yeah. I came away thoroughly impressed with his his demeanor, his approach, how he was answering questions, his mindset. I mean, you could just tell. You can just tell. You're like the guy's got his head on head on straight. Period. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's not surprising at all that the team looks at him as a calming kind of a, a an anchor of some sort in terms of an emotional anchor. Like you're going to stay the same. Um, but yeah, you talk to him, man. Doesn't take long to understand that dude is has got the it factor when it comes to intangibles. We've heard Montgomery say it. We've heard Freeze say it. Um, and look. Go all the way back to to the spring, some early comments from Hugh Freeze about court, the quarterback position. And one of the things he talked about almost immediately and almost more than any talent is leadership. He has said it from the get-go. I want a guy that the team can rally around. I want a guy that's going to do all the right things off the football field. I mean, he's, he's probably talked about that more than I want a guy who can make throw the fade route or hit a slant route. Like it, He's talking about leadership. And that's why he challenged Robbie, and I think that's why Peyton Thorne is is so attractive. It makes a lot of sense as as Auburn's starting quarterback to be that sort of calming calming effect. And yeah, he kind of makes Robbie. Robbie's already a roller coaster. You put Peyton Thorne next to him, and it's and it's glaring. It's glaring. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked uh, I asked Hugh Freeze what that meant because he said that like four or five times. You know, wanting more. And I asked specifically, what does that mean, Coach? This was down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. I pulled him to the side for an interview. And he he said he needs the guys to grow up is exactly what he said. And then Peyton Thorne comes in. And, and I had Peyton on my show. Um, I mean, it's very clear that he, he controls a room when he walks into it. 
and he's talking about how it was really important to him to have a picture and name of everybody that works in the facilities. And he didn't want to walk past somebody in the hall and not know their name. And I mean, you just talk about like being a grown up, being a leader. I mean, that's just, that's exactly, that's exactly what you want. That's the CEO that's come in to run a company and he yeah. wants to, you know, feel approachable by everyone. That's what a quarterback is, right? I mean, obviously yeah. it's yeah. different at the NFL level and the college level, but I mean, if you're coming in, this is essentially what free agency is. You go out and get this quarterback to lead your program for one or two years. He's the CEO of your football team, essentially. I mean, he's going to be the one, now that he's been named the starter, that's going to be running things when it matters most in between the hashes and and, and running your offense and hopefully winning football games. But that's the kind of guy that people want to play for and people want to root for internally. And I think that's what everybody kind of needed in this whole realignment of Auburn football that we've kind of seen a glimpse of, wow, everybody's on the same page. I think Peyton Thorne's the perfect example of leading that. Well, I think when you have a stable of quarterbacks, three or four quarterbacks, and each guy has a different demeanor, I think that's a problem. Now, you're going to have different skill sets in quarterback rooms. That's totally fine. Robbie Ashford, your, your running guy. You know, Holden Gurner, they say, has one of the best, you know, arms. The point is, if you go back and you look at Hugh Freeze quarterbacks, they all have the same demeanor. They always do. Bo Wallace, Chad Kelly, they're in control. You know, they're never freaking out about anything. Go back to Liberty last year. He talked about that today. He had three to four different quarterbacks he had to play. They all looked the same in the game. They all looked like they knew what was going on. They all looked like they were calm. None of them had, had, had those problems where they, you know, they freak out and they're, they're, uh, evading the pocket too early and stuff like that. To me, that's a sign of great quarterback coaching when every single guy you have somehow talked them into and you have taught them to be the same, uh, no matter what the situation is, uh, as far as demeanor goes. So I, I think Peyton Thorne resembles that demeanor and that I've thought that from the beginning because there's, you know, there's plenty of film out there that supports what he can do, what he is, what he's not good at. And his, his attitude when he's playing football, when he's the quarterback. So it just fits right along with the guys that, that Hugh Freeze has had success with. Yeah. And I'm not sure we've seen, <clears throat> I'm not sure we've seen the version of Peyton Thorne we're about to see. I mean, we didn't see it at Michigan State. It's a different offense. He ran some of this in high school, but I, I mean, I don't know exactly what he's capable of at, at Auburn. I think he, if you can make quick decisions, that's number one. If you can make quick decisions and make correct quick decisions, obviously, they'll make the wrong quick decision. But if you can make quick decisions and they're correct, um, that's going to go a long way in, in this offense. You don't have to be the most talented quarterback ever. You just got to be able to make the reads, make the good quick decision, have a little bit of mobility, and then see where that takes you. Then it's up to the receivers to do their part, offensive line to do their part, Um I think receiver, I think now sort of the attention turns towards receiver. Like, okay, we've named the starter. We kind of figured it was going to be Thorne. It's Thorne. What in the world is happening at receiver? Because Freeze kind of still says sort of everybody's in the mix. So Jay Fair is probably the best bet to start. Past that, it's pretty, it's pretty wide open. Saw Shane Hooks running with the one son on Thursday. Amari Kelly had uh, DJ James beat. Just got both overthrown a little bit by Peyton Thorne on a, on a, on a sideline route one time. So um, I think you would have put Nick now, Gardner in that hook. 
Yeah, yeah. He he was out there with the ones, and, and Hugh mentioned him. He mentioned Jay. He mentioned uh, Amari. He mentioned Nate Warner. He mentioned Shane. He mentioned Shorter. He mentioned Caleb Burton. And then, of course, he talked about the other guys being injured. So it's yeah. kind of the regular, regular set of guys. It's just until you get in a game and you see who makes the plays under the lights. Because, look, like you pre said, they've had good weeks of practice, but they haven't had a good scrimmage yet. Under the lights, stadium, scrimmage, go perform. They got to do that Saturday. Um, and so I don't know. I'm curious to see sort of how, curious to see maybe how Peyton Thorne does on Saturday. One, how's the scrimmage structured? But is Peyton Thorne, um, is he allowed to, does he feel like he's the guy? Does he go out and get most of the first team reps? Does he go out there and lead? Does he sort of start to take over the mantle of QB1? And does it start on Saturday and try to elevate these receivers and get them going on this last scrimmage before in-season stuff starts? I think it's a big day for Peyton Thorne to go out there and, 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 and take this thing in all the, in all the ways, in all the leadership ways, go out and take this thing, uh, and, and run with it. Yeah. Uh, I, that to me, uh, you go back to that comment that Freeze made that day on Saturday and it's like, I thought I had it figured out and then I didn't. Well, um, yeah, I posted this on the board too. You know, I've, I've heard that there were some things that Peyton Thorne might have been even a little bit more advanced in at this point than maybe some of the receivers or, uh, you know, making throws ahead of where they are maybe like before they can figure out how to run these option routes that we Camden Brown told us in the round tables. They're doing a lot of option routes and things of that nature. So that means everybody has to be on the same page. If he's ahead of them already, I think that's a great sign. Uh, and so it's not going to look good when his drives don't finish because of these reasons. But in the long run, <laughs> when receivers start catching on to this stuff, then you go, okay, well, it's probably just going to be smoother altogether if he's if he's you know running quarterback with with them. Yeah, then I guess you got to ask yeah. like, how long of a leash do you give all these receivers until you kind of start separating those if they're not grasping these option routes and being where they're supposed to be. Now that the quarterback's there, you don't have to worry about the timing with different guys as much. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of think we're going to see this wide receiver room tighten up uh, over the next five or six practices. Well, that's the other thing is when you're trying to evaluate these first few games and when you're trying to evaluate Peyton Thorne, you know, these receivers are, are a big part of that. I mean, I, I think it could look a little messy at times uh, in these first few games where you don't – maybe the, the, the fan in the stands is, is, is like I don't it, – maybe it looks like it's Peyton Thorne's fault, but it's not really. Um, I think you could see some of that in these first three games where um, I, I, I can already see it happening where there's some miscommunication, there's, there's some – and it looks on the hoof like it's Peyton Thorne and we start getting – Posts on the message board about, boy, I don't know. I don't know about Peyton Thorne. And the reality is maybe it's the receivers um, on the option route stuff. And so that'll be an interesting balance for them to evaluate Thorne correctly through those first three games and also evaluate the receivers. uh, um, Because I I think it's going to be, like I said, I think it's going to be five games in before you start to have an idea of exactly what this team can can do, what Peyton Thorne can do, what these receivers can do, and all that good stuff. Um, Any other thoughts? I mean, I, I think there's somewhat of a timetable. You know, I know you just said five games, but if you don't figure it out by a and I, I, I think that could be bad. I, I think there's a little bit more urgency than what you're hinting at, Hoke. I, I think if 
I think whatever we see Auburn and this coaching staff roll out against Texas A&M, it's going to be all the information that they've picked up since they've been here put into that game plan. I think you could be conservative to some extent against Cal. Obviously, against UMass and Sanford, you can kind of, you know, do you should be able to do whatever you want. We'll see. But whatever you put out against Texas A&M is going to be what they think is the best for this football team. And that comes to, you know, everybody getting the exact amount of snaps that they're expecting that game plan just because that I've made the case multiple times this offseason that in College Station is Auburn's most important game on the schedule. I just think it's huge. I think it sets the tone for how the rest of the season is going to go. And so, you know, whatever your market share at wide receiver when it comes to snaps and targets, like you need to figure it out by then or it's too late. Uh, same with quarterback, you know, how much you're going to use Robbie in a package with your running back rotation as well. Like you got to have all that figured out by A&M or I think it's too late. Yeah, I guess what I meant is I think I, I don't I don't think they're – so you're saying they need to have it figured out going into or coming out of college station. Oh, you need to win that game. I, I think I think if you want to go eight and four, you got you got to win an A and M. That one or Arkansas for sure. You, you have to win one of those for sure to to get yeah. to eight. I I just don't think they're going to. I don't think they're they're gonna. Ha- I just don't see how. I mean, you're gonna play UMass, who they're gonna out athlete. They're gonna play Stanford. You got the road game at Cal. I just I'm not sure that's enough competition to go into A&M knowing, okay, we've played these three games. We know what we've got. I don't think – I think it's going to take coming out of the A&M game to go, okay, now we've got a much clearer picture. And then I think the Georgia game will kind of stamp it because that's, that's the that's, – you know, maybe the best – that's the best team in the country. Like, that will stamp it. What I think you're going to learn a ton at A&M. And then you'll make a big jump. I think you'll come home and make a big jump to Georgia – and that'll sort of, I think, seal the deal on kind of what you think this team is. But yeah, I think it's I, going to be coming out of A. And I just don't think they're going to, be able to go into that game against Sanford, UMass, and Cal and be like, all right, I know what we've got, just because I, I don't think the talent level is, is there on those two. I think they've got to play A&M and then come out of that game and go, all right, we've played an SEC team and a pretty talented SEC team. Now we know who's a baller and who's not a baller. Just a tough situation. I mean, it's great that you got that more, you know, more information. But starting out zero and two in SEC play is going to be like that's tough. That's a tough situation. And who's after to Georgia? Is that LSU? Yeah, and so like <laughs> you're going to go zero and three to start SEC. I don't think Auburn Good. wins against Georgia or LSU. I think A and M. That's why I think A and M is such a such a huge huge deal. At A and M and at Arkansas, I think are the two ones where you've really got to win, and then you got to beat Ole Miss at home. Those those are the three biggest games on Auburn's schedule this year. And it's just the timing of where A&M is, you know, week four after, you know, you play two cupcakes and you go to Cal, like, that's tough. I mean, but you got to figure it out. I think you got to do whatever it takes to figure that out going into A&M. Yeah, I think I think by that game, Zach, and, and I, I think by that game you will have some things figured out there with the receivers yeah. too. Um, and and you, you mentioned that you thought, you know, the quarterback – situation would be named later I I thought so too but I'm glad it got named now I think it's good for the offense I think it's good for the team moving forward yeah uh, I think a lot will be learned in the Cal game I, I I have this sneaky suspicion in a bad way that that one could be somewhat of a dogfight uh just because of the situation and what it is and where you're at and you know we don't know anything about the team right now let's be honest we don't know much okay we got to see them uh so 
I, I'm with you. I think I think that Texas A&M game is a tone setter, like you said. Especially when you said afterwards, Georgia and LSU, I go, woo, that's tough. It's hard. So either way, either way you spin it, it's tough. I, I think um, I, I think they have a chance with Texas A&M personally. I really do. Me too. Me too. Yeah, they'll have a shot. It's just that's going to be a tough one for road game. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one, but that you know, I was, I, I, I think, I think the the first, those first three conference games, I think Auburn fans sort of need to prepare in in a way, like, and I, I mean, there's a very real possibility they start zero and three in the SEC, and they're sitting there at three and three. That absolutely could happen, and if that does happen, I don't think that, I don't think that that should mean anything grand about what potentially could happen in the season. I, I think that's just a tough first three games, period. And they could be 0-3 and, and then come back and beat Ole Miss, beat State, go on the road and beat Arkansas, uh, beat Vanderbilt. And, like, they could they could turn and do that. And by the time they play, they play Alabama, it could be a different team than what college, you know, what showed up in, mm-hmm. in College Station. That's just – I think Auburn fans need to prepare themselves that that could happen and not to freak out because that's a really hard first three games. It kind of depends on how those games go, right, and how it happens and, you know, and, and, and things like that. But <laughs> it's it's certainly possible. And I think it's a great opportunity for Hugh Freeze and his teammate. you got three games to get ready, and then you're – and then you get thrown into the mix against Georgia LSU, maybe the best two teams in the league, and, and A&M is loaded with talent. That's your first three. Um, you're going to know after those first three games who's bought in. You're going to know real quick. You're going to know that, I mean, it, it'll take those three. And if you're 0-3, you're going to know real quick um, who's bought into this thing and this culture and and who and who's not. You're going to be tested early. So, sure. Um, all right, let's get out of here real quick. Do we anybody think Peyton Thorne doesn't start every game? Bar, take injuries out of it. But assuming injuries aren't a part of the equation, does anybody think Peyton Thorne doesn't start every football game? No, I think he does. I think he starts every one. Yeah. If no injuries. And I think his leash is longer than some people are acting like it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I agree with that too. Yeah, Justin, agree with Justin that. opened up with that, Zach. He, he was he said that he had the same sentiment that Oh yeah. Even though Robbie Ashford, you know, he, he still left the door open for him, I, I think I'm with y'all too. I, I think that the leash is pretty long for Thorne. Yeah. Well, Peyton Thorne's the guy. If he does everything he's supposed to do, he could be the guy for two years. He'll have a decision to make. But, uh, you know, what a way to start off Hugh Freeze's tenure if he could find a, a, a reliable, good quarterback right out the gate for his first two years at Auburn. It would be a, a really, really good situation. And then you start bringing in talent behind him. That's kind of the perfect deal. Peyton plays two, bring in Walker White, bring in somebody else, and then you can get this thing kind of going in terms of rotating guys behind Peyton right off right off that obviously that's a, a ways away in terms of what Peyton does this year and all those good things um, yeah. all right appreciate everybody for joining us quick shout out session cocktail downtown Auburn next to Taco Mama on Magnolia go check them out um, they have some awesome cocktails great old-fashioned happy hour four to six um, so go check them out it's a really really cool place uh, with some booth seating and some bar seating and some couch seating there's no stand up it's not a college bar all that good stuff so go, go check out session cocktail in Downtown Auburn. Um, For Zach Cole, until next time, we'll see you guys.